God, the holy place, the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. Amen. I want to preach to you today from this title, There is a River. There is a river that is flowing, a river that's flowing that we need to tap into, and we need to go with the Spirit wherever it's leading. Amen. Can we worship the Lord together before we're seated today? Hallelujah, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. Anoint our ears, our hearts today to receive your word, God. Let us be doers and not just hearers of it. We give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen, amen. Wave to a few people. Shake their hands as you're seated today. A river is a natural stream of water that flows into another body of water, such as a lake, an ocean, or potentially even a a bigger, larger river. And a river gets its water from a source. That is also called the headwaters. And the source can be from uh, snow-capped mountains, Uh, where the snow melts and flows down and forms a river. It could be from other little streams that merge together and form a a larger stream called a river. Or the headwaters can come from a source deep down within the earth, an an underwater, an uh, underground stream uh, that flows to the surface and just creates a river from all this water. But wherever the headwaters come from, a river has to have a source. Otherwise, it's no longer a river. It has to have a source that it draws water from. Russia has the most number of rivers, they say, with around 100,000. And while the United States has one of the oldest rivers in the world, which is ironically called the New River in the Appalachian Mountains somewhere, Uh, The world's longest river is the Nile, 4,100 miles long, followed by the Amazon River at 4,000 miles long. And rivers can be found in every continent, um, but there are at least 18 countries that don't have a river at all. 18 countries with no river, they say. And that's, that's strange because here in Fort Myers, we were built upon the banks of the Caloosahatchee River. And so it's hard not to imagine having a river, let alone in a city, but an entire country, not having a single river. Especially since small rivers uh, form all over down here after it rains. Which I'm hoping that we get a break from. But it doesn't look like it this week. Uh, I, I mean, it, the, 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 doesn't the clouds know it's November and rainy season should be over by now? And yet here we have a tropical depression or storm coming on us this week. Um, and uh, there's even some models out there that have it uh, going out and coming back, hitting us again on Friday, believe that or not. Uh, so uh, it's not over till it's over. And so... The world uh, did shut down for six weeks, so I guess the rains are just a little bit behind. Uh, and so our August rains are, have been coming in October. Uh, and so they're just trying to get adjusted like we are. And so a river doesn't just move water from one place to another. But a river is a life source. It provides life, it provides sustenance to things all along it, it, it brings uh, life to a certain area. The presence of a river automatically brings life. And the absence of a river can mean dryness, distress, and even death. And we can easily grasp this and understand this in the natural world. But what goes on in the natural also happens in the spirit world. 
If there is no spiritual river flowing in your life, then guess what? Your soul is probably dried out. There's nothing but barrenness and death and dryness and, and despair because there's no river that's flowing. What you need today is a river to start flowing in your life. And I'm here to tell you that there is a river. There is a river, not one of those temporary ones. That shows up when the rain comes and the ground drinks it all up. I'm talking about a river that never ends. A river that never runs dry. A river that is always flowing. A river that brings life no matter where you are. A river that will sustain your soul. There is a river. John's verse chapter 7, it says, He that believeth on me. As the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this he spake of the Spirit, which they had yet believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. And so he was already laying the groundwork. Hey, there's a river that's coming. The Holy Ghost is coming, but I can't, it can't happen until I'm out of here. And once it does, that's the river that I'm talking about today. There is a river that Jesus talked about, and it is the Holy Ghost. And its source, its headwaters, doesn't come from the outside world. Its source does not come from Washington, D.C., but its source comes from the deep down within our soul. That means, that means that external factors that change around you cannot and should not have any effect on the source of the river, on any effect deep down of that source that gives life-giving waters from flowing. The world around you can crumble and be filled with despair and uncertainty, but there is a river that will remain untouched, that will remain there. It will sustain you. It will comfort you through it all. And in the hard times, there is a river, and we need it flowing now than ever before. We need the river flowing. Doesn't matter what happened last week or last month or last year. We need the river to flow today. I need to be overcame by the river today. It doesn't matter if it's your first time here and you've never encountered God like this or you never went into a, a crazy service like this. Um, or maybe you've been here and you're loony like us and you've been here for decades doesn't matter. We need the river to flow. We all need the river to flow today and in our lives and through us to help sustain us in this world. Isaiah 43 says, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now, now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert remember not the former things forget about the things of old because God wants to do a new thing stop trying to hold on to the past and hold on to those old things no God wants to do something new today he wants to do a new work there is a river that God wants to flow in your life and if things have felt dry lately if it's been a wilderness for you, God wants to make a way in the wilderness where he can say, oh, spring forth, O living waters, out of into the desert. There is a river that will flow in the desert because God can make that happen for you. It doesn't matter how dry your life is. God can spring up a, a river of life in your heart if you allow him to do that. You don't need to wait for a certain date. No, you can have the river spring up for you right now, right here today in this service, and that's what we need. We need a fresh outpouring of God's Spirit. We need a renewing, a baptizing of His Spirit, and God can do that because there is a river. doesn't matter where you've been or what you're going through. You need to let a river into your life. 
You need to let that river of living water flow out of your belly today. And you'll know when that river starts flowing because you'll start sounding like a babbling brook. That's how you know the river's flowing because the river makes a noise, doesn't it? And if you allow it to flow, uh, your, the, the water starts flowing up from inside of you. Your tongue will start swimming like a fish. And you'll start speaking words that you can't understand. I'll tell you what's happening. That's the river flowing out of you. That's the living waters coming out. That's when you start feeling refreshed and renewed. And that's when you get re-energized and encouraged when the water starts flowing. And I don't know what problems you might be facing. I don't know the pain that you're going through right now. But I do know this. The river is the best thing for your situation. The river is the best thing that you can get. Don't waste your time time trying to go and find all these other man-made stuff. Just jump right into the river. Just go on in and give it all to God and let the river flow in and out of your life and see what God can do. What a shame to have a mighty river flowing and bringing in life and sustenance, but somehow still becoming toxic and unpleasant for others to be around. And imagine that, a river flowing, but yet there's still something wrong. And, and how can that be even possible? Well, I'm here to tell you it is possible. The mighty Jordan River that flows with life and sustenance. It flows and it pours its life-giving waters into another body of water, and that is called the Dead Sea. It gets water from the Jordan River. A sea where there is no life, it has become toxic even though the Jordan River flows into it. How does something become unpleasant when it has fresh living water pouring into it? It's because the Dead Sea has no outlet. The Dead Sea has no outlet. It doesn't let anything out. It doesn't let anything out. It, it hoards and keeps everything to itself. If water flows in, but nothing flows out, and thus it becomes toxic. And so the source is good, but the vessel restricts the outward flowing of the water. And when things get bottled up inside and not flowing like it's designed to, things can become unpleasant. And so the question is, not questioning the source, because the source is good, but it's about the flow. What about the flow? If, if you've received the Holy Ghost and spoken tongues, that, that no longer becomes the question. But now the question is, when was the last time it flowed out of you? Yeah, we know it poured in, but when is the last time it flowed out? And if it's been a while, then what's holding back the flow? Has your flesh and carnality filled in your river, filled in the well, filled in the channel where it flows? Or, or has your situation drained all your faith and left you dried out with despair? Whatever the reason, we know it's not the source, but we know it's the flow. And so whatever the reason, we need the water to flow again. Because there is a river and it needs to flow. Isaiah said, now it shall spring forth. Now it shall spring forth. The flowing of the river is the beginning of the end of your trial, of your heartache, of your headache, of your struggle. You need to make sure that water's flowing before you check anything else because if that's not flowing, then you can easily be the, that can be the problem in your life. One of the Symptoms of dehydration is a headache because your body's just drying and, and blowing up. Lo and behold, that's also a condition of COVID, so you may have both. COVID covers every symptom, so you can't get away from it. <laughs> so uh, the flowing of the river 
is the beginning of the end of your trial. If it's not, if the water's not flowing or you don't have a river, that's the first thing you need to do today is you need to allow God to pour out his spirit in your life and get that water flowing and give you water, sustain you from all those things. If the water's not flowing enough and we don't need to go try something else, no, you need more water. You need to drown out your problems, not with alcohol, but drown it out with the river of living water and let God step in and take over your life and take over your situation. We got to let the water flow because there is a river that God wants to pour out. Before the days of pressurized water that was so conveniently delivered to our homes through pipes. And so now today we lift up our the handle on our kitchen faucet and water comes flowing out. Thank God for that. Many of us don't know what we're thanking God for. Before that blessing, you had to go find your own water. You had to draw it from a well or pump it out of the ground with a pitcher pump or something like that. And, uh, but with a pitcher pump, you just can't go and lift the handle and have all kinds of water pouring out. Nope, the water that is in the ground, the only way it's coming out is with that muscle on your arm. You know, no longer, you didn't just lift a switch and water started pouring out. Something kids today will probably never understand and have no clue about. I, I have a, I'm aware of it because my water comes from a well, and when the power shuts off, the only way I'm getting any water out of that ground is the muscle on my arm. And so I happen to have uh, a pitcher pump handy in case uh, the power goes down and I can still get some water. And if you're smart, you'll have a, a bucket of water that's sitting by your, your pump. That is always sitting there ready to prime it so you can get your water quickly. You can get it the easy way or the hard way. And uh, hopefully you're, if you've experienced that, you know you want to get it the easy way. But once that water starts flowing out of the well, out of the ground, it becomes an endless supply. You can be there all day and the water's still going unless you drain your well out. But uh, odds are of that happening are probably slim. But as long as you get that water start flowing, the water just keeps coming and keeps coming. It's like you've tapped into the river deep down beneath the surface. Uh, can I tell you that is just like the Holy Ghost? Once the water start flowing in your life, there's an endless supply of water. There's an endless supply of strength and nutrition as long as you keep that water flowing it'll be there for you when you need it you don't got to worry about the source drying up with God he'll have everything there for you you just got to get it flowing now what happens when something just shows up in your life some trial or some hardship when dark clouds roll in and cut off the sunshine or cut off the power to your nice, smooth routine of a life. And peace seemed to have disappeared and turmoil comes in and depletes you of your strength. And it's been a while since that water flowed from that pitcher pump. Because things have been so great lately. And so why the need to keep that pump primed? Why the need to keep that water flowing when things are going so well that I can kick back and, and enjoy the luxuries and the, and the blessings of the Lord? And uh, I mean, yesterday was great and last week was wonderful. And why shouldn't I think that tomorrow will be that same way? And so why keep the, prime, the pump primed? Why keep the water flowing when things apparently are going well? Let me remind you of a man by the name of Job was a righteous man. The Bible says that he was perfect and upright in all his ways and he feared the Lord. There's probably not a man on the earth that was like Job at that time. He was blessed and enjoying the blessings of, of the Lord that had poured out upon his life. But one day, Job went over to the kitchen faucet and he pulled up the lever and no water came out. And it turns out that the power had been cut to his home 
In fact, the devil knocked out the whole power grid. He wasn't getting power for a long time. But as quickly as things turned off for Job and things turned for the worse, one thing that Job had was he had a pitcher pump. And the one thing that Job did was he kept the water flowing, not when the power shut off, but even while the power was on, he was still there priming his pump, and he was still letting that water flow in his life. Every day, Job would be out there praying and priming the pump and making sure it was flowing and drinking the cold, refreshing water that was springing up and sustaining his soul and giving him life every day. And so when everything went dark for Job, he stayed by the pump, and he cherished that water. He wasn't. He was deterred. He was upset, and he was. Uh, his life was rocked, but his his source of strength was not taken away. He cherished that water that kept coming up, and and that's what sustained him and kept him. But his wife was conversing with him politely from the porch, and 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 saying, "Joe, why are you out there? Why are you out there at the pump? Don't you realize it's all over?" Just give it up, Job, and just you're wasting your time out there. But Job wouldn't curse God because he knew that there was a river of life. He knew that there was something that was deep beneath the surface that gave him all that he would ever need. Devil, you can take away my blessings, but you're not going to take away my soul. You can take the things of this world, but you're not going to take my pitcher pump. You can take away my health, but there is a river that will sustain me. There is living water that will nourish my soul, and I'm going to keep it flowing no matter what happens. What are you going to do when some unclean spirit shows up in your life and tries cutting the power line to your house? And it's been a while since you let the water flow from your pump. And, and are you going to say, Mr. Evil Spirit, I see you brought bolt cutters to cut my power line. Did you happen to bring a pail of water so I can start priming my pump? Because it's been a while. Because I need that water to flow. And sadly, many people wait till the power shut off and life and hell shows up at their, their door before they start priming the pump. No, I'm here to tell you that there's a river and that river needs to flow every day. We got to keep that thing primed. We got to keep it going. We've got to let the water flow. My possessions are not going to sustain me. My job is not going to keep me. My 401k is not going to give me security. My government's not going to give me peace, but when all those things fail me, there is a river that I'm going to go to, that I can trust in, that will sustain me no matter what happens around me. I have a source of life that cannot be taken away, no matter what happens. I've got access to that river, and I'm filled with the Holy Ghost, and, and out of my belly is going to flow rivers of living water, and that's all that I need to sustain me because I know that God will make a way for me. Why? Because I'm keeping that lifeline open. Isaiah 58 says, The Lord shall guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in drought, and make fat thy bones, and, and thou shalt be like a watered garden, and a life of, uh, like a spring of water whose waters fail not. It doesn't matter how bad it may get, the Lord is going to guide you. It doesn't matter how dry it gets, he'll satisfy your soul in a drought, because there is a river whose waters do not fail. And if you don't have access to it, now more than ever do we need to keep that water primed and get access to the Spirit of God in your life. If you haven't received the Holy Ghost and spoken other tongues, then I hope I'm painting you a picture today of why it is the most important decision that you ever make.
because this world changes on a dime. Every day it's different. Things are uncertain. Things are always up and down in this world, not just because it's an election year, but every day, every year is uncertainty and there's doubt and unbelief. You need something that's constant in your life, and Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he is a life source that we can tap into and hold on, that we're not going to be swayed by the news or what kind of events happen. Why? Because our source comes from deep down within. If you haven't received the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues, you need to tap into that water today. Man, musicians, if you would come, and, and as they're coming, why don't we just let that water begin to flow? Why don't we just give God some praise and start priming the pump that God is doing in our lives? We're believing, God, we need your spirit to be poured out here today. We're hungry. We're thirsty for you, Lord. We need a touch like never before. God, there is a river, and we need it in our lives to flow in and through us. Psalms 46 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. What did the psalmist say about troublesome times? And when the power goes out and things go for the worse, he said that God might show up. He said there's a good chance he'll come to help you. No, he said in times of trouble, God is a very present help. Just knowing that God is there is good enough to get you through the trials, get you through the situations. But the psalmist said that God is more than just there. He's more than just present. He is very present. He's a very present help. That means, that means at least to me, that it is obvious that God is present. Very present. That means it's obvious, without a doubt, God is there. And that is just as clear as your trouble is. Just as clear as your trouble is, it's just as clear that God should be there to help you get you through that trial, that situation. But how often the case, how often the case that when trouble shows up, for whatever reason, we think that God's no longer there. We think that God has left us and that he's abandoned us and that he's forsaken us. And we start doubting and becoming fearful and afraid. But what does the word of God say? It says he is a very present help in the times of trouble. And God is not going to go against his word, will he? And so then the only explanation for our doubt and unbelief is that we are letting the trouble tell us who is present. That we're listening to the trouble. And the trouble is going to say, your God is not here. Your God has forsaken you. Your God has left you. But the Bible says in troublesome time, God is a very present help in times of trouble. Do you think for one second that when trouble busts through your front door, that he says, oh, by the way, Mr. Phil, before I attack you, uh, God is clearly and obviously standing next to you. Don't forget about that. You think that, that you think the devil's going to remind you about the scripture, about the word of God? He wants you to forget about it. He wants you to focus on him and, and listen to what he says. Uh, and so that is what trouble tried doing to Job. His so-called friends tried to tell him that God had abandoned him. Even Mrs. Job started telling him that. But what did Job say? Behold, I go forward, but he is not there. And backward, but I cannot perceive him. On the left hand where he doth work, but I cannot behold him. He hideth himself on the right hand that I cannot see him. And, and see, the devil says, see, ah, uh, he's not there. He's left you. But what does Job go on to say? But he knoweth the way that I take. God is there. He knows where I'm at. And if Job said he looked around for God, he knows deep down that God is still there somewhere. Something told Job that God was there. You know what it was? It was his river. He didn't listen to his friends. He's listening to the river. 
the river told him that God may not seem like he's around, but I know he's there. Why? Because I can feel it in my spirit that God is still there. And so he's not going to leave me or forsake me. And, and the spirit gave Job the confirmation, the peace to say, God knows the way that I take. He knows the way that I take. He is here. His spirit is here. The river is still flowing in my life. And I'm going to get through this. And God's going to make a way. And I shall come forth. That sounds like confidence to me. I shall come forth. I shall come forth. That sounds like faith speaking. I shall come forth as gold. Why? Because God is a very present help. In times of trouble. Very present. And if you can't see God, you're looking at the wrong place. He's not going to leave us or forsake us. And so verse 2, it says, therefore, we will not fear. Psalms 46.2. Therefore, we will not fear. Why will we not fear? Because God is a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. And if you believe and know that God is there, what is there to fear? God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. And so there's no reason to fear, especially when the Bible says God is a very present help in times of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. My goodness. Really sounds like things are getting bad for them. And we thought we had it bad. He's talking about the earth being removed and, and, and the mountains being carried into the sea. Verse 3, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, that is uh, never a pleasant sound. The roaring of the waters. And the whole purpose of the roaring of the waters is to intimidate you. To make it sound bad for you. Oh, the waves are coming. It's coming bad. It sounds bad. And it wants to intimidate you and cause you to forget that God is a very present help in times of trouble. Though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. And when the ground beneath your feet shakes and trembles, and it sounds like the whole world is crashing round about you, the psalmist uh, says, in an environment like that, what does he say? He says, there is a river. There is a river, and the streams thereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God, if God is there with you, you're not going anywhere. It doesn't matter how bad it looks. It doesn't matter how bad it's shaking around you. If you've got the river, God is there in the midst of you, and you shall not be moved. If you stand with that, why don't you believe that? Why don't you stand with me today? Somehow, some way, in the middle of chaos, all of a sudden the psalmist says, There is a river, there is a river, and it will sustain your soul, and it will provide you a way out of the trouble because God is a very present help. Being near to the ocean, hearing the waves of the sea constantly barraging the land. I don't know how often you go, I rarely go, but there's something they called, they call a rip current. Picture number one, a rip current. And basically, what it is, is that the waves are crashing against the shore. And as they're crashing against it and making a loud noise, somehow a river or a current forms. And a river makes its way out past the waves and goes back out to the sea right in the middle of the waves. A, a rip current they call forms. Next picture, please. You see the rip current. It's a river right in the middle of the waves. And it's going the opposite direction of the waves. It's pulling you back. It's pulling you out to sea. And obviously, rip currents are dangerous. And you don't want to go looking for them. Because they'll take you out to where you can't touch. But it proves the point 
that even in the midst of chaos, even in the midst of the raging sea, as the, the psalmist likes to say, there is a river. A current can form, and it can pull you out of your situation, pull you out of your trial, your tribulation. Though the waters of this world roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake all around us, I'm here to tell you today that there is a river that flows from God, and God is in the midst of it. And so what we need today is to get the river to flow again in your life. We need to get the junk out of the way that's blocking, blocking and clogging the water to flow. And then we get that water to flow again and God can have his way in your life. Come on, why don't we begin to stir? Let the water stir in our lives. Let's create an atmosphere. Let's start worshiping God. Let's get that water to flow. Let's start priming the pump. Come on, what is it that you need in your life? What is it that you need? I'll tell you what you need. You need a river. You need the Spirit of God to pour in your life. And if you haven't received that, you need to come and receive it. You need to step out in faith today. Come on. If it's been a while since you spoke in tongues, you got to get that water flowing again. Come on. These altars are open. Come on. Let's let that water flow. Let's give up some praise. Let's lift up the name of Jesus. Let's begin to pray for one another. Let the Spirit lead you. Pray for someone that needs it. Pray for that healing, that deliverance. Come on. God wants to pour out His Spirit today. Come on. We need to open up today and let that water flow.
ourselves out to you as you pour in. We say, fill me up.
such a wonderful work in us how far he's brought us but as great as the work he's done there's an even a greater work that's waiting for us amen 
Amen. We got to stay in the water. Stay letting that water flow in us and out of us. We don't want to become toxic, but we got to let it all out. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. You're dismissed today in Jesus' name. Don't forget to take a box of food with you. God bless.